This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The Pope and Young Club wants to welcome you as we rally together to ensure our bow hunting opportunities for today and tomorrow. You've come to the podcast that believes in preserving, protecting, and promoting the passion for bow hunting. Join us as we strive to be the voice of today's bow hunter. This is the Pope and Young Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pope and Young Podcast. Jason Roundsville here with my co-host, Dylan Ray, and we have... Um, we, we've had a lot of guests, some, some amazing guests on this show and quite a few world record holders, but I have to say this, this is one of the most impressive records that I've seen, um, in person and, uh, want to welcome Luke Brewster to the show today. Luke, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, congratulations on a tremendous, tremendous buck. Thank you. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. It's still, uh, hard to wrap my head around sometimes. And it's, and when was, what was the date that you took that buck? Uh, November 2nd. Of which year? Uh, 2018. 2018. So it's been, you're, you're going on almost three years and it's, yeah. and it's still going. So yeah. uh, is it, are you enjoying the ride? Yeah, there's a, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, definitely been an adventure. Uh, yeah, a lot of traveling around, getting to meet good people, and and uh, getting to share, you know, uh, uh, a buck of a lifetime with a lot of good people. I I think that's you know we had what about eight hundred people at our convention in uh, Reno just a month or so ago, and I would say that's the buck of at least eight hundred lifetimes because <laughs> there's I mean there's nothing else ever out there even like it so. Um, you want to tell us about the story? I'm sure a lot of people have seen your buck in magazines and, and heard about it. And, uh, I mean, how's it feel to just have the world record be called the Brewster buck? I mean, how's that feel? 
Uh, it's uh, it's a lot of attention. I'm not like a, I'm not really big on a lot of attention. I'm kind of an introvert, so it's a little weird to me. But at the same time, right. it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's, That's uh, awesome. You know, at at convention, we had uh, Brian Butcher on. Yeah. Uh, a while back and what a great guy and yeah, and uh, we asked him we said hey man how's it feel to take a buck over 320 and you're in second place to luke brewster and he's like you know i never really thought about it but he said you know luke's such a nice guy he said that if if you had to he says man i'm sure glad it was him mm-hmm. so it was uh and that seems to be the consensus with the folks we talked to but um you know luke give us a Give us a rundown. Tell us about this buck. Was this a buck you were hunting? Was this an area you're familiar with? Give us a little of the story. Yes and no. So um, the guys that I hunt with out there, um, um, they're uh, actually the the son-in-laws of the farming. The family does my dad's farming. So when I first picked up bow hunting uh, here in Virginia, I started looking into Illinois uh, where my dad has some farmland. And so, uh, I linked up with them before I came out and they came and kind of gave me a rundown. Then when I got out there, started, uh, they got me on my feet and showed me around. Um, after that first year, uh, I kind of felt a lot more comfortable. I knew where everything was at, you know? So, uh, when I, uh, eventually, uh, we had some pictures of, of Mufasa, uh, previous years and, we knew he was a target buck, but uh, he was kind of a ghost. Never really uh, showed himself to anybody, um, except for the previous year of when I shot him. So back in 2017, he uh, he stepped out in front of Justin and uh, uh, gave him a shot. But it was uh, through some uh, a little bit of a thicket and one of the arrow ricocheted off a branch. And, you know, it doesn't take much for that. Yeah. But, so, uh, but yeah, we had pictures of him previous years. Um, so I, before I went out there, I got the picture. I think it was like late October, like around like maybe October 25th or maybe, maybe a little bit later, but, um, we finally got pictures of him cause he never showed up during the, uh, 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 early season. He always showed up around late October when the rut's really about to kick off. And so, uh, we got pictures of him or Justin got pictures of him, And, uh, I think he held on to him for a few days, like one or two days, just thinking about <laughs> what he had seen. And, uh, he was just kind of in disbelief, but he eventually shared it. And, uh, and so I, I don't know, it was about like 10 days before I was heading out there. Um, and just thinking about like be, having the opportunity to hunt them was uh, unreal. I mean, it's all I could talk about, think about, and and kept me up at night. But at the same time, I knew that you know the guys been out there uh, prepping and stuff, so I wasn't you know I was just going to get out in the tree stand and just enjoy being out there. It, it would uh, the way I figured it is it, it's nice to be able to hunt them, and but I really just enjoy being out there and, and enjoying it. So it wasn't really, I mean, having the, given the opportunity to shoot him, you know, is, is something, but for me, it was just, a. it would be cool if it happened, but I knew it probably wouldn't. So I was just going out there having fun. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. You know, and that's what it's all about. And I think sometimes people lose sight of that a little bit. If yeah, they, they get just, too hung up on, on, on the trophy. 
versus enjoying themselves being outdoors and being able to do what we love you know absolutely and and that is what it's all about is just getting out there and enjoying it and then you know i mean along the way I'm not saying that if a world record wants to come my way that I, you know, wouldn't be more than happy to take it. But uh, exactly. You play your cards right at the same time, but just have fun with it. That's all. Yeah. So how far was the shot on this guy? 26 yards. 26 yards. Yeah. Was there ever any doubt in your mind that you're going to nail that, nail that guy? No, I knew. I mean, I had played it over in my head a million times before I came out there, like just uh, kind of fantasizing about the situation, how it would go down, all the possible ways could probably go down. So I had just mentally prepared. I had shot that buck a million times before I got out there. That's so, great. Uh, you know, when the start, uh, when the planets all lined up, I knew, I, you know, it would happen, but I didn't think it would happen. Yeah, I was, mentally, <laughs> I was mentally prepared to go on autopilot if it did happen, if you did give me the opportunity. That's great. That's man, that's what you want to hear right there. You know, I was hoping for it. I was ready, but I just didn't expect it. No. So but beforehand, did it ever on you this could be a new world record? Like, did that ever cross your mind? Uh, we knew it was a trophy book, Buck, but uh, you know, I it didn't really ever cross my mind. And honestly, I didn't really care. It was just a phenomenal, yeah. crazy, crazy buck that, you know, it would just be cool to to be able to put an arrow at him and, and have him, you know, on your wall as a memory of, of that hunt. So, yeah, it was never, this is probably a world record. This is, it, it would, that thought didn't hardly ever cross my mind. I knew he was a record, but I didn't know what he was really. Yeah, I knew it was a phenomenal buck. And yeah. it's just, you know, it's interesting because we're, I don't know if you heard the story of when I met Brian and, and his guys at convention. So we were standing by the whitetail section and, you know, here's your buck, just tremendous. Like when you think of a true trophy buck, you know, the vision of yours kind of pops in your mind. And, you know, his buck was a, it was a 320 buck, but it's not exactly the prototypical you know 200 inch frame with with the extra junk it was just an interesting look and so uh, i actually met him right there and and i said which one would you take if you could take any of them he's looking around i said man you'd have to consider that brewster bug and you know his buddy's like oh what about this and so we're kind of joking around he says you know i'd take that one and pointed at his and at the (laughs) time i didn't know i you know we hadn't exchanged names so it was it was a lot of fun to to see that but you know yours is you know when somebody thinks of the the just prototypical or or non-typical white tail trophy buck that's the vision that they're looking for right and then what what some people may not know is after you arrowed this guy he ran and then between the hit and the recovery he broke off that big drop time didn't he oh yeah yeah he uh he jumped the creek and, uh, you know, he's losing a lot of blood. He had, there was a huge red carpet leading to the tree. So it was kind of hard to, to miss where he ran into. So lucky for me, he was, he was bleeding a ton and just, um, you know, gave me that big red carpet. So all I did is retrace the steps and find that, that club drop time wow. broken off. But yeah, he crashed into a tree and, and broke it off. And that's where I heard the crash. I, uh, I, I thought he had probably just run through some brush or something and maybe knock like a, a big, big limb off a tree or something, but 
It was actually right. his his uh, drop time snapping. Oh, up. so you heard it snapping? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know because it was. I I was at panel um, when you when you brought it in to have it panel scored, and you know that's that is one of those things. It's just it's an intense deal because it's okay. Here's here's a piece that was broken off that that you know twenty years ago. That's uh, too bad, so sad. You just yeah. lost it, and now you know there's guys in there carefully matching it up, making sure it's exactly and obviously it was, but yeah. Which is yeah. good. I think it's the right thing to do because it's not so much about the hunter. It is about the, the animal, you know? Absolutely. So, and it's, um, you know, I'm not just saying that either. <laughs> I, be, I believe it. That's great. Well, and, and congratulations on, on your award at convention, you know, for the, uh, for the buck. And then also, um, you know, Luke, how's it feel to be an Ishii award winner? it uh it kind of set me back that night you know i i got it and and uh i it really kind of hit me like uh when i when i did a little bit of research about how many people have actually gotten the award it uh it set me back i had to call my dad and, and talk to him for a little bit like this is it doesn't get you don't get any better awards than that that is the uh the most prestigious award a, a bow hunter can get so it's uh it's it's something else it, you know i i mean how many have there been have like tw about 20 yeah in the in the history of the entire organization how many white um, tail, how many uh uh white tails have received it or white tail hunters have received it i think it's like three i think so yeah and uh and you're in good company there yeah, because <laughs> yeah, one of them, one of them is still is still a world record from nineteen from the sixties. Yeah, so that that says something right there. And it's, it, you know, when you look at at the opportunity, I mean, you look at our records. We have a hundred, well over a hundred thousand entries into our books, and a good chunk of those are whitetails. Yeah, I mean that's that's by far the number one entry that we get is whitetails, most popular you, game animal on the planet. Yeah, and so you look at that and you're like, okay, thousands of people are out here hunting these every year. Yeah, and I'm the guy that has shot, and and not just the biggest bow killed, you know, whitetail. That's the biggest hunter harvested whitetail ever taken, I believe. Right? Oh yeah. Jeez, that's so congratulations that's pretty pretty exciting what have been you know as you get to go around and meet people who have been some of the people that you've really enjoyed meeting is just kids honestly you know they're that's... the future they're the future of bow hunting and and they're the future of hunting in general so it's always good to see the look on their face and and give them hope you know that they can get out there and 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 chase them get after them as well and uh, I welcome the opportunity for one of them to to break the record. That's you know, that's your, hopefully not anytime too soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not anytime too soon. But <laughs> you know, I'd welcome it with open arms if it did. <laughs> you know yeah. what? The the day after my funeral is when I want my records broken. That's, <laughs> yeah, there you go. So uh, that's um, yeah, and I'll bet you know because because kids they are all over. I mean, they're information junkies. They're reading yeah. stuff. They're looking yep. at stuff. So they probably know who you are from across the room. Yeah, I've I've been spotted a few places. It's pretty yeah. cool. 
just uh, is, you know even in my 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 local area in virginia where i live you know i got kids coming up to me in the restaurants being like i know you so that's 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 pretty cool they don't do that yet jason they don't do that to you yet no yeah that's i just that's why i wear a disguise everywhere it's just in yeah, case yeah. I, yeah actually you know the only place people have done that to me were at convention and i had two i think it was uh i, remember, I forget which night it was but i had two different people come up to me i just stand there visiting with folks they said hey are you jason i was like yes and they're like i listen to the podcast and i'm like that that is fantastic that was that's actually the first thing Brian Butcher says. Hey man, we listen to the podcast. We can't wait for that to come out every week. And uh I'm like, great. The other guy that listens is right over there. You should go talk. We should all get it together, get our picture. Heck yeah. So um so what uh what have been some of the trips that you've been able to do? I know you came out and visited us in Reno. Um, yeah. what other conventions have you been able to attend? Uh I uh, went out to um uh buck masters i think that was in alabama um the illinois uh deer and beer fest and that was in illinois obviously it's in the name the uh the uh iowa deer classic um, okay i haven't been to that but i hear that's a yeah. pretty big show oh yeah probably the biggest biggest show that that that's around i i think i mean i haven't been to them all but that's a good one yeah. Hopefully sure to start opening up more cuz I'm ready to to get on the road and start meeting some more people so That's great. And so any uh of the like celebrities out there who's any of those that you've run into that have been in, that have impressed you? Yeah, T-Bone. I talk to him occasionally. So it's good to good to catch up with him and Michael Waddell. Yeah. Good to run into him at the convention and yeah, he was such a nice guy. I thought he did a real good job at convention. Oh yeah. Yeah. Spreading the message. Yep. Yeah. It's it's neat when you see guys that are in the industry. There's um it's almost like a, a course that, that a lot of folks take where you know they get in there and and you know, some of them say, Oh, I'm 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 uh Johnny Big Time. And then all of a sudden a little bit later, they kind of realize, hey, this has been a pretty good pretty good life for me and they they get to the point where they really want to give back yeah. and enhance the sport and and i don't know how long he's been there but clearly that's where michael is in his yeah. career is yeah. you know he wants to to be there and, and promote hunting and and everything i know Good we've values. had a couple yeah. yeah i know we've had a couple of those guys on the show we, how come we haven't had t-bone yet dylan i don't know we need to i i think it's time yeah, we've had, that, we've had Nick and Michael, but we haven't had T-Bone yet. Yeah, and I mean, Nick changed the face of the program for a while. You know, the he entire did. Lunchables saga. Yeah. So, changed my life for the better, I know that. I'm telling you, yeah. So I think it's time. We'll have to, we'll have to give him a call and see if he'll jump on here with us. Yeah. So, and what about uh, upcoming plans? What, what are you doing this fall? Obviously, you're probably headed back to to illinois to hunt that property what else yes. do you have on your on your that, schedule uh for right now that i just got illinois on the on the books it's uh, okay I, I got uh an eight month old right now so oh so you're a, gonna be around home quite a and bit. almost a three-year-old so i'm i'm i got my hands full <laughs> uh, yeah so 
I can't be going out. I want to go out west. I'll probably go out west next year and and, and give Idaho a try. I got a, a good friend, uh, um, a buddy I did a deployment with. He he moved out to Idaho, so I'm gonna get get with him and and uh, figure out some elk or some muleys or something. You bet. I need to get out I, west. I need to experience out there. Yeah, it's neat. You know, I'm from Oregon, so I I get that's kind of my backyard. So I, yeah. I'm kind of spoiled that way. Yeah, I mean, not 320 some inches of whitetail spoiled, but <laughs> you know, the other side spoiled. I I actually just got to do a uh, DIY antelope hunt in Idaho. I drew a Southwest Idaho tag and nice went over there and and had a good good time. And I got a buck. He's going to be close to book. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm super proud of him just because I went to a new area, found a spot, you know, set up cameras, was watching cameras. And it's probably eight hours from my house. It's not like I can just run up the, the road and check a camera. Right. But uh, did some scouting and uh, spent a little time up there looking around and, and connected with what I consider to be a pretty nice buck, especially for exceeded the expectations I had for that hunt. So, Heck yeah. I, I think you'll like Idaho. And it's... Yeah. It's kind of nice coming from Idaho back into Oregon, and and now we've got our new mask mandate back. And it's like walking yeah. to the store, and 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 they're like, do you, "Do you have a mask?" I was like, "No." Well, you have to have a mask. I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I, I've been over in America for the last two weeks." <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but uh, no, I think you'll like Idaho. That's a pretty amazing state. If they had an ocean, I'd probably live there. Yeah. So what? Uh, so Western hunting's on your list. What else is yeah. it? You, if you could chase one animal, what would it be? Uh, other than whitetails, of course. Oh, man. Honestly, I couldn't probably pick just one. I'd like to go down the whole list, to be honest. You know, uh, there's not a, a, a game animal out there I wouldn't turn down. So Okay. And so what got you started bow hunting? Uh, after I got out of the Marine Corps, I uh, was doing a lot of fishing. Uh, I grew up fishing with my dad. He liked uh, he was big into fly fishing, and and I got back into just regular uh, uh, fishing with a bait caster and hanging out with buddies. And uh, it was getting it was getting too cold to fish, so I you know I decided you know I'd go out with my uh, with one of my other friends that just strictly hunts. So I picked up my dad's two uh, seventy and and went and sat in the woods with him. And uh, had some, a few does come by. I didn't shoot, just watched them, and uh, uh, kind of uh, sparked my interest and uh, made me want to dive a little bit deeper into into chasing whitetail. Because my dad always, I grew up with him hunting. I never went with him. I was always too young, and just like other life uh, things got in the way. So uh, when uh, I don't, I grew up eating vegetables, and, and uh, so. When I, like I said, when, uh, when I went hunting with my buddy, I just enjoyed the peace and just being, you know, the, just being outside. And so, um, I just, I was trying to figure out a way I can hunt more property, get, you know, get on public land, extend the hunting season. So I, I, I started looking into archery and, uh, I went to a few bow shops and tried out a few bows and, uh, they actually taught me in the shop how to, you know, get my anchor points and how to shoot and everything. Mm -hmm. So I learned there and, and, and ended up buying a bow that year and, um, uh, you know, got good with it over the summer or the, the, 
that the rest of that winter and and uh spring and summer and and then i started hunting in virginia doing a lot of public land hunting and uh the next year i i made plans to go out to illinois because i knew about that uh I knew about the property, and so I, I linked up with the um, uh, Justin and Ron, and and figured things out from there. And that's where I've been at. That's great. Now, how uh, long ago was that? Uh, it was after I got out of the Marine Corps. Is when I started uh, 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 getting into hunting. Um, it was I got out in 2013, so it's probably 2014. Okay. So just started bow hunting in 2014, yep. 2018, shoot the biggest ever hunter killed whitetail. I know it's ridiculous. You know, that's, that's a pretty good yeah. run. You know, yeah. what are you going to do now? I, lottery ticket, you know, investing, things like that. Yeah. Right. I, I would uh, bet that you've got a better odds at winning. Dylan, we'll have to look this up. I think you've got better odds at winning a lottery, like a Powerball than you do of seeing that buck that. That I know. Out. Just think about how many people hunt whitetails, and how expansive they are. Of like where they, where they, where they, where they live. You know, that's that's in everybody's backyard. Most people's backyards. You know, neighborhood deer, um, everywhere. How how hunted they are, and for me to actually put, you know, my hands or put my arrow through the, the largest whitetail is just. It's unimaginable. It's I know weird. it's th three years later. Has it sunk in? Have you finally has it have you figured out, hey man, I, this is cool. This really happened. Yeah, it uh some days it has, and then other days it's just like, how did I how did this fall into my hands? I don't know. <laughs> some days you're like, Yep, I shot that thing. Other yeah. days you're like, ah, I still gotta mow the yard. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, guys at my work are like, You're gonna quit your job? Just go on shows like no, it don't work like that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice if it did though, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, uh, yeah. What's your next big goal? You, you've, you know, you've taken the biggest whitetail shot by a hunter. You know, you have another goal that you're looking on, looking at right now. No, I just just get outside, enjoy it, get away from technology, and just decompress. Get out in the woods. That's, That's pretty good. much it. Yeah, I don't really do it for any other reason except fill in the freezer. Yeah, and how far is that? You drive up to Illinois from Virginia? Yeah, yeah. Okay, how far of a trip is that for you? It's about uh, was it? I think it's about eleven hours. Okay, 11 hours so that's from, that's a pretty good trek. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. So what advice do you have for, for those people? Yeah, you got some guy looking for something to do. It's too cold to go fishing and he's thinking about bow hunting. What advice yeah, do you mean, get? I've I've gotten a few people, like a few of my uh, Marine Corps buddies into bow hunting and they picked it up and, and started uh getting curious about it. So uh it's always good to get some, you know, some vets out there because they need Absolutely. something. You know, to get their hands on and keep them, keep them busy. Yeah. You know, give them something to do. You know, a good hobby that you know where where they feel. I don't know. Just those, get or just to be able to get out there and relax. So, yeah, relax and kind of decompress a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's been real cool is being able to get you know help 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 buddies out and get them involved. Nice. So, Eventually, I want to start, you know, taking taking some vets out out to Illinois with me to get them get them on there. 
So yeah, you you need us to put a list together for you. Yeah, I mean, I got. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. I got a, a huge list of people that I bet. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Hey, Dylan, I I never served, but man, all of a sudden, I that's that's a pretty good read. Hey, I could go hunt with Luke Brewster, <laughs> uh, shoot my own world record. So. Hey, I, when uh, when Chuck Adams was on the podcast, he was like, "Well, I'm about to leave for Alaska," and my partner dropped out. And me and Jay were like, "Hey, we're free," and he's like, "No." Nah. <laughs> Like yeah, I'm picked, nah. ended up killing three giant blacktails. Jeez. Like, man. Hey, not, he didn't say never. He just said not yet. Yeah. He, yeah, did, he, say, he did say maybe someday, but we're never about me, but he said he'll think about you. Yeah. It's, uh, that's because he knows he can outshoot me. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'd rather have a maybe than a no, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it was, it was Chuck. So, you know, if you're on a list, that's probably, you know, other, I, I'd say that those are two lists you'd want to be on Luke's yeah. list and, and Chuck's list. So guy that shot the biggest whitetail ever and the guy who's, you know, got more record book entries than anyone else out there. Have you ever hunted Illinois, Dylan? I have not. Okay. You, you think you've got bucks that big in your area? I do not. Well, if they are, I ain't, <laughs> they ain't on my properties. <laughs> not on your property. That's uh, my properties. Yeah, man. So, so is there a guy out there? He's he's telling people right now. He's like, you know what? The Luke Brewster guy. I taught him how to. I taught him how to shoot a bow. There's are the guys at the bow shop like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. And then you, if you're anything like me, you probably got a buddy who's like. Man, I've got to take up bow hunting because if Luke can do it, I can surely do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of people. Yeah, you, y'all yeah, have- honestly can anybody can do it. Like, uh, like I said, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm nobody special. I mean, I don't have a, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not, in, I'm not a big industry guy. I'm not an industry guy in general, really. And you know, anybody can get out in the woods and you know, get that chance at 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 putting a tag on a, on a, that, that caliber of buck. Yeah. Well, that's great. And, and look, I just, you know, for me, like I said, we've had a chance to meet a couple of times and I've just always enjoyed visiting with you. Um, you know, the attitude that you bring forth, Hey man, I'm just happy to be there. Obviously truly blessed with a buck of that caliber, but it's, it's always been about, the buck and the experience yeah you never make it about oh look at me look at how great i am and um and i really appreciate that as somebody who's who's in the industry um i think that resonates with a lot of people um you know some of the other folks that i've talked to about about you and about your buck uh, that seems to be the consensus that all of them say is hey you know what super excited for luke really glad it happened to somebody that truly appreciates it and and truly you know and enjoys the the experience and and feels blessed by it yeah so for sure yeah that and uh and and two kids what three and nine months did you say yeah yeah so you're on a roll boy so last last three years for you have been busy yeah it's always uh 
it's never during hunting season or when it's nice enough weather I can hunt. It's always like March is when I get find myself getting in trouble and end up finding out that the old lady's pregnant. So yeah. <laughs> so is that two of how many? That's when yeah. I go into rut, I guess. There you go. And and so uh so are uh is that two of how many? You just, just get just two, two of two. All right. Yeah. So now, you know, look, one of the things that we do on our show every episode is we ask people in, uh, and we've asked this of other world record holders, when you're out in the woods, what is one thing, maybe a non-traditional type of item that you would take with you in your pack that you just wouldn't want to be without? Hmm. Non-traditional, so like a cell phone or like, uh, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, arrows wouldn't wouldn't be a non-traditional item, but you know, like something that maybe not everybody would think of having with them. Mm, you know, I don't know. Okay, uh, I don't. I really don't have anything. I just I try to keep it keep the the pack pretty pretty light and simple. So, okay, I really just get out there and and just sit. Really, I don't really have anything I I really bring out there. You ever take Lunchables with you? No, I haven't. Or, well, I'm sorry, Crustables. Crust, I'm Crustables? sorry. I lunch. Yeah. No, I haven't. I, I, I have some buddies that do take them out, and they're always good to munch on. Okay. Yeah. I haven't, no. All right. That's We're working on them as a corporate sponsor because we oh, just yeah. think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, after, after Nick came on and, you know, gave him a pretty good plug, I think bow hunters everywhere will, will be taking Crustables to the blind. Oh yeah. What do you think, Dylan? Can we take that, or do we have to keep hammering him for an answer? Uh, I mean, he said cell phone. Uh, some 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 people don't take it. Yeah, is yeah. that? Are you paying? You're not playing Candy Crush or anything like that no. in the blind, are you? Okay. No. Right. I, 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 if if I could, sometimes I'll just turn it off because chances are in that in the in that cold it's gonna die anyway so i just keep it just to get in touch for emergencies i may get yeah. on it and browse for a second or two if i'm doing like an all-day sit but uh other than that it just stays in the pack yeah then just use the camera for taking pictures of world records yeah. just stuff well, yeah, like yeah. that yeah. yeah so that that was another thing i was able to document everything you know that day that i shot it because my wife texted me, so I took a picture for of me, like a, a, a stupid selfie, and sent it to her. And, and um, it ended up, you know, a few hours later, I ended up shooting the deer. So you know, I had pictures of like from my view of the stand where the where the uh, scrape was that he was hitting when I shot him. You know, a picture of the arrow. You know, after I found that, and you know, I was just able to document a lot, which is which is cool. I might just start. Because uh, I bought I, I bought a nice camera and and uh, my dad's a photographer. He's always been to photography, so I kind of have an eye for everything. So I like I like documenting uh, the hunt. And nice. I don't know so much about filming because uh, that that's a lot of work lugging all that stuff into the into yeah. the tree. Props to the guys that do it because I try to you know the the next year I was just like man this is a lot of stuff to be lugging back and forth and and. I just was like, yeah, it ain't for me. It's so good, good on the guys that do it because that yeah. is some work. It's, I think if you're going to do the filming, like, I think there's different things. You can either go hunting or you can yeah. go filming. And I think it's different. You have to have a little bit different mentality 
Yeah. And for me, I'm I'm more intent on the hunt than the film. Exactly. And so when I'm there, I, I'm you know I want to get the animal more than I want to get the shot. Exactly. You know, or the, or the and I've seen people uh, hunted with a uh, kid. Oh, this is several years ago, and he was in a ground blind for elk, and he had an entire herd of elk on him, and he's filming a seven by seven beautiful mature absolute trophy bull at 19 yards and all of a sudden you know this bull's about ready to walk out of the frame you see him move the camera so that the bull's in frame and then at 19 yards shot right over this thing's back and it's like you know if he'd have been concentrating on the shot would he have made that instead of concentrating on the camera and so right yeah, you know, for me, that's why I'm I, like you say, kudos to the guys that do it. Yeah, I self filming. Yeah, yeah. I've got a buddy that's done a couple, filmed a couple of things for me, and it's neat to look back on and see it. But exactly, um, I was never willing to give up the shot to get the uh, the film. Yep, exactly. Same way. So, Same yeah. Thing. Have you, you done any of that, Dylan? Have you played with that? Well, I actually used to film for a TV show. And the reason that I quit was because there was like 10 instances where like you see a deer and it walks out of frame and then you hear me shoot. And I'm like, dude, I wasn't miss. I wasn't not going to shoot the deer just because I couldn't get it in frame or, or it gets too dark and I lose camera light, but I shoot the deer anyways. And then you've got mad producers saying, Hey, what's the point of filming? And, you know, there was a ton of instances where I just didn't care about the camera and shot the animal. And, and uh, so I, I learned pretty quickly. I'm like, yeah, I'd rather kill the animal than get anything on camera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, Appreciate those that do it. But yeah. yeah. Now, if you have a cameraman with you, it's really fun. Like you said, to be able to go back and look and, and uh, you know, there were some, there were some really beneficial times where, you know, you could go back and look where you hit the deer and, you know, slow-mo and repeat. You no, know, I hit a bit high and low. Let's give them t- or, or I hit back and low. Let's give them a bit of time. And, you know, th- there's super benefit in that. But but there was just so much, so many times where I, I didn't care about the camera and I just wanted to hunt. And uh, uh, and so that's do it. That wasn't for me. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you say that, the playback, because I, I had an elk and as he was was running through the sagebrush it looked like it was just a he was he was quartering away just a little so it turned out to be a great hit but it almost looked a little far back and so we're just like ah man we we better wait and give it some extra time so we sat there and waited like 45 minutes or an hour before we even started looking and then later on the playback you couldn't see it in the little viewfinder that was with the camera. But later you could actually see that bull run to the top. He, he just crested this sagebrush hill and then you could kind of see him do the flop where his head kind of goes over. And so if we would have been able to see it in that little viewfinder, we'd actually known, but we just, we didn't watch the whole yeah. thing or we didn't see that. You can see it on the, on the TV screen, but not in the little viewfinder. Yeah. So, well, well, Luke, um, I'll tell you what, we sure appreciate you being here. Congratulations yeah. to you, um, you know, on your Pope and Young Awards and, and everything that that you've done this this past few years. And obviously two daughters. That's a that's a bit which one's bigger, the two daughters or the the world record whitetail? 
My daughter's by far. I, okay. You know, a lot of people would be like, yeah, right. It's the deer. I know it is, but no. <laughs> there's nothing. I, I didn't understand it until I had daughters or, you know, kids in general. And it's just, it's, 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 it's unimaginable. Uh, yeah. Even, even Jay- more unimaginable than, than the deer. You remember when I you remember when I threw the axe on the bike at, at Mountain Archery Fest? Yes, I do. I posted that video not too long ago and I said this is the greatest accomplishment of my of my <laughs> life. Oh no. Um, even beyond my children. And <laughs> and my wife saw that. She got upset and I'm like, Well, babe, they don't have social media. Like they're not gonna see it. And uh said, Yeah, but however many other people just saw you say that throwing an ax is more important to you than your kids. And I'm like, well, you know, Hey, what you- it was, it was throwing an ax while riding an e-bike. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Chris, you know, I wasn't just standing there. I was riding a bike, throwing an ax. Like that's yeah. a, lot of people, not a lot of people do that. You know? No, that, that was legit. I mean, I, I was yeah. there. I saw it. That was so, um, you know, kudos to uh kudos to luke for coming up with the right answer kudos to dylan for being honest you know we appreciate that (laughs) doghouse yeah yes uh well that's great well luke once again congratulations man we appreciate you being here with us spending some time and and telling your story and and uh best of luck to you in this upcoming season i know we're already planning for reno in 2023 hope to see you there again Oh yeah, that was a great, great. I liked Reno. That was a good setup. That was yeah. a good uh, convention. What was your favorite part? If you had to pick a part of that convention, which one? The uh, Award stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That yeah. was, you know, Easy there. That yeah. That I, got I my, keep giving. Well, I remember walking up to the stage or walking up to the stairs to get on stage, and I was like, "Man, my heart hasn't beat like this in a minute." And I was like, "Dang." pretty big moment absolutely so your next next animal you're going to be on stage for what's it going to be oh jeez i don't know hopefully nothing i'm good here i've gotten too much attention as it is <laughs> uh you gotta want to get back up there at least one more time if i if i did be on somebody's somebody list they're gonna try to take me out yeah <laughs> Well, won't be us, man. We'll be there rooting for you. I'd love, I'd love to see you back on that stage. Heck, I- I'm even rooting for me to get on that stage one of these days. Maybe not for an issue yeah. award, but at least one of those, uh, at least one of the uh, panel panel awards and the biennials. Those are, those are. I mean, you start looking at it; they only do those awards every two years, and you know the issue award they don't give yeah. out every year. There were some really amazing world records in 19 and, and the Ishii award was not given out. So it's, uh, I, uh, for any of you who aren't aware of it, check it out. Look at the website. It's, um, if, if there's a harder trophy to get in the outdoor world, I'm not sure what it would be. So anyway, but Luke, congratulations to you. Appreciate you spending some time with us and uh, best of luck on this, this upcoming year. Hope to see you again soon. Definitely. Thank you for having me on. and uh, Best of luck to both of y'all too. Thank you.